What is up, everybody? I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And, and we're, we're the Block Bros. Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. Fucking season two isn't starting yet. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, Never will. Welcome in. Welcome in. Welcome in. Welcome in. Tom, tell me about your week. Uh, been a pretty good week so far, you know? I mean, nothing too crazy happening worth mentioning anyway, except for, um, well, I start my new job in a week. So, oh, you know, well, well, tell us about that. Tell us about that. Tell us. About right. Tell well, us as you all know, I've, um, I'm a tattooer. I've been tattooing about seven, eight years now. And, um, I've just kind of like gotten tired of, like, I went just a few things, you know, like there's just a few things in life, you know, I live in a town with like less than 8,000 people for one. So it's getting like out, yeah, it's like 5,000 <laughs> people here. So getting out of like that into like a new environment with like over like 80,000 people and like it's a nice fresh environment to do what I love to do with even more people and stuff I and people I love to work with. And it's just, it's a really good opportunity for me. So I'm, I've just been looking forward to it. You know, that's kind of why we've been on and off these past couple of weeks. We've been like taking care of stuff in our personal life and stuff. And that's been one of mine and i can't believe i started in a week since i've been like interviewed like in this past month you know it's been crazy so yeah i think it'll be a great change for you i hope you're excited you've been uh, oh, yeah. i know how much you've been pushing for it and and i've been helping you behind the, the scenes and everything so it's oh been, yeah it's been a lot like like tom said that's a, a major reason we've taken some time off and the other reasons have been uh on my end as well um i finished my my certificate for data entry realize or not data entry sorry data analytics and realize that i do not want to do data analytics because like that's the classic thing that you do yeah <laughs> so, that, that, that's just the education system you know yeah I yeah i i realize that i am not the type of person that likes that kind of shit but it looks good on a resume so we'll see uh, i'm not saying i won't do that but um I'm looking for a lot of different, I'm looking at a lot of different kinds of jobs right now. Mostly I'm looking at like social media positions and stuff like that for, for companies. And I'm trying to leverage like the analytics thing into a social media position. And I use, I also talk about the podcast in my, in my resume and stuff and stuff like that as like a, an example of stuff that I do. So it's pretty cool. And I could see, I actually use like content creation as an example of, of what I do when I'm looking for those kinds of jobs. So I think if, if I get into that field, I'll be a lot, um, happier in the long run because <laughs> i like right. to create things so we'll see what happens but uh with that being said that's why we've been on and off personal life's been weird and as always the when, when something has to go it's it's the podcast first because it unfortunately does not make us money so <laughs> right um with that being said uh what, what what game are we talking about this week do you know by chance uh, uh we're talking about you know good old hello neighbor you know it's uh well, hi. Hello, neighbor. All right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, not you're saying hi. My bad. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Uh, no, but hello, neighbor. It's a pretty cool, like, uh, little game. Um, I haven't really played too many like it, so it's essentially a game where you're trying to sneak into your neighbor's house. It's basically a really advanced kind of version of sneaking in and having like an ai almost follow you and trying to catch you all the time while trying to mm -hmm. go through different objectives and different puzzles but it's a really kind of cool little indie game with lots of spins that i haven't seen in really any any other that i've played so definitely um so technically hello neighbor is a stealth survivor horror game yeah um where and the, the basic premise is that you're a new resident in the neighborhood and you're trying to break into your neighbor's house like tom said um the cool part and i think we both can agree with this and we'll talk about it a lot more later but the cool main draw to this game is that your neighbor is an ai that progressively gets better so, um, for example, if you like to go in a certain window a lot, you may find a bear trap in that window the next time you go into that window. So it's a cool example of, of like AI learning your patterns and then predicting what you're going to do. Um, Hello Neighbor was developed by Dynamic Pixel and Eerie Guest Studio in 2017, and it was published by a company called Tiny Build. Um, and it is, of course, available on every single platform, including iOS and Android. Um, just to let you guys know, we have been a little little uh, lazy and doing a lot of research lately we kind of we kind of use our, our own opinions as the crux for the podcast but we're trying to inject a little bit more um 
actual facts into stuff going forward. So we'll be talking about like, you know, if it's specifically where, what, who published it, the devs, that kind of stuff. We will get more into that going forward. And also if you guys didn't see, we're starting to put out um, a final score out of 10 based on me and Tom's uh, opinions on specific topics. So uh, at the end of this podcast, you will hear a final score out of 10 for Hello Neighbor. We've done one previously for, um, for the King too. So they will be posted as a, a static image on our, all our socials but also if at the end of the episode going forward you're going to start hearing and here's the score out of 10 <laughs> so just so you guys know that's all that's changed um and we'll talk about the categories that we judge thing on later in this episode but with that being said that's the intro we're talking about hello neighbor tonight and i'm pretty excited so let's move on to storyline storyline I guess I'll, I'll I'll go I'll go to the storyline. Tom looks preoccupied. <laughs> right ahead, man. I am just living the Vita Loca. So <laughs> living the Vita Loca. Right. Living the Vita Tama. I don't know. <laughs> right. uh, I don't exactly know what living the Vita Loca is, but you know, live it. It's it's a good excuse to do whatever you want in the moment. I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. So, um, in Hello Neighbor, you play as a child named Nikki. Uh, Nikki witnesses his neighbor, your neighbor's name is Mr. Peterson, locking someone in his basement. Uh, Nikki decides to investigate and ends up getting locked in the basement himself. And throughout the game, he has to escape and solve all these crazy puzzles to try to get out of the house or into the house um, to escape Mr. Peterson's property. Um, if you get caught, you have a nightmare that reveal Mr. Peterson's backstory and shocker. It's traumatic. Uh, years later, Nikki does return to his hometown to find out that Mr. Peterson's house and the house that he grew up in now are in ruins. And Nikki experiences these surreal events where he has to protect himself from a dark shadowy figure called the thing. And at the, in the end of the game, if you don't want spoilers this is what happens after defeating the thing, Nikki finds Mr. Peterson in a small house and realizes that the, the final events that happened in the game were not, a dream and the game basically explores uh horror elements trauma and coming to terms with your past and i think that's a really cool little thing to throw in indie games but it also has baller ass puzzles and is really wacky at the same time so do you have anything to say about the story tom yeah i mean it, it kind of is weird because it it kind of takes place in your head and outside of it at the same time because in a way it's um also your imagination taking over like the house doesn't actually get bigger but it does mm -hmm. in the game you know what i mean like it's just your perceived thoughts of almost an impossible way to escape but it is like escapable like in the second like part of the story when you're trying to escape the house after you've broken into your neighbor's house which by the way i will say you're an 11 year old kid and you got locked in a basement for two months um <laughs> where are your parents <laughs> i don't know but yeah you're locked in there for two whole fucking months before you escape out of there but um yeah everything perceived like that is added to the house partially is real and partially is his imagination so it likes to play tricks on you in that regard it's really kind of a crazy take on a horror game honestly you know it's it's kind of along the lines of we talked about this when we talked about little nightmares when we had a uh, damon devon on the episode with us um it's one of those things where like it it plays into the the child like imagination of the world being big and scary and then the game plays on that and makes things in the game big and scary because when you're a fucking kid everything's big and scary you know <laughs> yeah like, so uh, with that being said, it, it has a lot of cool themes and uh, horror is a huge part of it. And uh, I actually played this. When did I play this game on stream? I played this game. I don't even know. Two years ago, 20, 2021 for Spooktober. And it actually it did not disappoint. I, I was there was some good scares in this game. And the fact that the uh, the the AI neighbor actually learns what you want to do and counters you is really actually kind of scary. So, yeah. All right, cool. Um, where would you put, and this is how we're going to start this now, uh, story is one of the uh, things that we judge our final grading of this game off of. So it's going to be out of 10, Tom. Where would you put the storyline or the story of this game out of 10? Boy. And I encourage decimal points. Why not? <laughs> like, um, okay, we're going, we're going decimal points. So it's like a 7.6. Uh -huh. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, I'm gonna have to round it up to seven point seven. We gotta keep it a little okay. simple. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, he's asking for decimal points and shit. I'm like, you know what? Three point one four. I don't remember anything else about pie, honestly. I I don't remember history. anything past. Uh, I I do remember pie. That that's all I remember. <laughs> How do all I right. remember pie from math? Because it's food related. So it's food. It's the only part of math that I actually paid attention for. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> So that's uh that's seven point seven on a story for Tom. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna. I'm. I wasn't wowed by the story of this game. So I think for me, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a solid seven point two. That's my story for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Sounds. And about with right. that, with that being said, chat, we're gonna move in to the next thing, which is I lost the tab. Graphics and art. Graphics and art. Sometimes I click buttons because I, I literally I wish you could see how many tabs I have open. It's it's a lot. It's like 17 tabs open. So when I lose things, it takes a minute. Sorry about that. Uh, we're going to pop on some graphics and art. And guys, if you didn't know, we are a live podcast. So uh, if you're ever curious about what we're looking at, if you want to see what the game looks like, you can always find us on Facebook, YouTube and Twitch. That was the other one. I had to think about it. <laughs> Uh, every uh, occasionally on Tuesdays around 10:30, and you can actually see our faces and the game that we are talking about, uh, which is going to be on the screen now. There it is. Okay. So, with that being said, before we get deeply into the uh, deep dive on the graphics and go through our thoughts on it, I do want to say uh, that this game was made in Unreal Engine 4, and I think they're currently on Unreal Engine 5. So, with that being said, Tom, take it away. How do you feel about the graphics and art? Um. Nice and simple. It doesn't try to overcomplicate things, you know, essentially. Like, I kind of really like the way they went with everything. It feels like, um, I'm not sure how to describe this game other than it feels like, in a way, <laughs> every everything is cut out of cardboard and colored like it would be in a color, in like, you know, like, um, kind of like a cartoon, right? essentially it's just made that way in such a 3d way like i love the way that doors are undersized windows are oversized you know everything stands out in that big and small kind of way just the proportions of everything i really really like in this game you know it's it's kind of weird for me to kind of take that look of things but you know it's it's in a way that reminds me of more of a brightly colored Tim Burton fucking movie in a 3d space, you know, just with the way that everything is set. You know, I, I love the way the windows, the door, the architecture, the people, like everything stands out in such like a almost like big oversized or undersized or just right kind of way that everything fits. Right. No, I completely of... agree for sure. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. Um, I think that uh, the way that I would describe it, the easiest way I could describe how this game looks to me is like a Pixar movie. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's like the easiest way I can describe. Like all the colors are similar to that. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it looks like a Pixar movie, but it also looks like what Tom's saying, like a, like a cutout Tim Burton kind of style where everything is like weird slanted edges and, and looks cartoony but also in my mind it just it reminds me of a Pixar movie so much and I think that's exactly what they were going for is, is like a cartoony Pixar thing because the game itself like we talked about deals with uh deals with a good amount of trauma so uh having it look fun and colorful probably gets rid of a a good amount of trauma on their end like you know you can be like oh but it you know who cares if you're a kid that gets locked in a basement uh at least it was colorful <laughs> right yeah I mean, it definitely do give me that Toy Story kind of vibe that you mentioned it. Like, I can definitely kind of see where you get that Pixar kind of, like, vibe in it, you know? Like, I'm also in awe of this guy. Like, I mean, he's just, like, perfect running this shit. Like, you pick, like, a video <laughs> that this dude knows, like, every fucking trick. I'm like, god damn, that's yeah, been I think forever the since I played like, this game. Full walkthrough, the easiest way to complete. And then, like, there's, I played this game, and I'm just like, I don't, I could not. It took me so long to figure out the puzzles, honestly. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like half the fun, and this dude is just like. So, if you guys want to watch like and catch like a run of literally someone who can show you how to beat this game, no problem. I guess now is your time to watch. You know, like, <laughs> distracting me. 
but yeah, it definitely it definitely reminds me of uh, just like in general cartoons. Like that's the the main thing that I'm reminded of. Um, mm-hmm. Just cartoony. It's colorful. It's fun to look at, and um, it's first person. So like you really get to explore the the actual world. It's less. Uh, it's less like when you. I don't know. I feel like there's some depth you can lose in certain games when you get into third person, where you're like, oh yeah, like I can see my character or whatever. But like in this first person feels very real because you are the kid you are exploring in this colorful pixel pixel horror show, you know? Yep. Which is also one of like the awesomest parts is like being like that kid kind of size. It gives you like that really awesome kind of uh perspective, you know, like you're just mm-hmm slightly smaller than everything else around you like you know your eye level with signposts and like not as big as stairs and whatever but like you're not like super tiny i think they nailed that perspective like really well too yeah and you can like it, go, going on to that it, it does really play that perspective incredibly well like you can't see over certain things you can't you can't like climb things or move things you need help to do that or like you would need to to change the way that you're doing something to move stuff which is super interesting and super cool and i like that a lot they the perspective was a cool part that they uh they added you got to go find a box to hop into a window you know you can't just hop into a window right yeah it it really adds like just like not only visual but levels of gameplay that we'll later talk about but like it it's a really cool just art style in general i think they nailed what they were going for they didn't try to overcomplicate things but they didn't try to underdo it either you know i mean some people will say this game looks underdone with the textures and stuff but i think it like it's supposed to be like the way it is and it does a really keen job at it you know yeah definitely and since you just said that uh give me your rating out of 10 for graphics because that's another category that we base our final score on here at black bros um give this like you know i'll give it like a nice 7.8 on there you know i was gonna give it an 8 before but there's just a couple things in it that they could have done like a titch better and i think it would have like brought it over the top like yeah i think if like some of like it had like more twisted elements eventually like i said how it reminds me of like a tim burton film and it does eventually get like more into that but if it got like really really crazy at some points like even more than it did um i think at end points i think like the graphics get even better the way i am talking about it and it gets a little bit more i think if it did that though it would get like a much solider rate for me so yeah no worries everybody has their ins and outs the reasons that they give a score i i really enjoyed the graphics in this game i think that they stand out like when i see this game years later or even before i ever played it when i see it i'm like oh that's fucking hell neighbor like i know that i know that game because of how it looks like genuinely that's that's how i feel about it um it has such a unique style that i think that's it pushed it over an eight for me but it's not you know, it's not stellar. It doesn't have the crazy animation scenes uh, that you see in other indie games. So uh, for me, it, it pushed it over eight, but not by much. So I'm going to say 8.1 for me on graphics. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, let's move on to sounds and music. Sounds and music. I got a fucking hair in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Is that my cat? I don't even know if that's my hair. Or my cat, dude, never get a cat that's the same color as you because our hair looks the same. <laughs> so I never know if I'm eating my hair or her hair. <laughs> um, that's why I got a gecko. Like, fucking ain't no hair. Like, that this specific reason is why I have a gecko. <laughs> yep, right here. That that's it. Like, that is that is an incredibly specific reason, and I feel like maybe you're lying to me. <laughs> There's tons of reasons, but I mean, not picking up like a shitload of cat hair is definitely a reason, you know, like that's all. It's fine. It's just, it's just extra protein or whatever. I don't know if there's protein in hair. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> with that being said, we're moving on to sounds and music. Do you want me to start this or you want to start it? All right, you go right ahead. You're always good at the musical tunage. Yeah, I, okay. So I couldn't find anything on the sound in this game. <laughs> I yeah. went to like 10 sites and couldn't find anything about who made it. I, I think I found like the voice actor for the dude. That's about it. Like it was like Trevor or something. I don't even know. And no disrespect. It was just really hard to find anything about the actual sound. So I'm going off of when I played it and um, watching it earlier. 
and basically i think the sound is is pretty pretty good it's pretty generic um from what i remember the the actual sound effects were better than the music like uh the dramatic sound effects the dramatic scores were really good the the breaking sound effects the throwing sound effects the the stuff like that the, the clunking the drawers opening all that sounds really good but the actual music i don't remember that well i did it didn't wow me in any way um except for when there's like chase scenes then it's pretty pretty good that's what i remember <laughs> yeah i was gonna say the thing that chase music you know any game like this always needs good chase music if you don't have good chase music you didn't really make a good horror game i don't think you know if mm-hmm. you're going for that kind of style um so essentially like i don't know like i think you're right about like all the sound effects you know i think that's why like they kind of want it to be like more of like a quiet kind of game and i think like a lot of horror games can pull like stuff like that um but i don't know i i i enjoyed like whenever you get the chase music and then you're just scared shitless you know like personally it's uh yeah always fun getting chased by the ai in this game so definitely um funny that we mentioned you know we're talking about sound and music um what i did when i did my research looking for stuff about who made the music who made the sound in this game i did come across an article um that deaf people were mad at this game because it has no access accessibility features the entire game is dependent on sound you because you can hear where the dude is who's chasing you and there's no accessibility to change anything else like it's fully dependent on sound i guess i never even thought about that till i saw that article and i was like damn that's pretty ableist (laughs) but yeah that's right we're libs no but uh but it uh it is pretty interesting to think about that the whole game is that dependent on sound and then at the same time to say but the sound didn't wow me it's it may be dependent on it but it's not the defining factor that keeps me interested in this game if that makes any sense right but i think like what you can say like in a way anything horror related depends on sound and if you don't think that watch a horror movie and like put your ears shut instead of close your eyes and you won't think the movie is scary at all so but hey but there's captions that's that's what they're saying there's not even anything that you can do to this game to make it like accessible for people who are hard of hearing or or deaf that is that's what they're saying yeah <laughs> there's not that is anything you could do to make it like a lot of a lot of developers and other people who work on stuff like this try to add stuff like that in uh and this game did not that was just an article that i found it it's not like a okay. point i'm not trying to rest okay. my hat on it or anything but that's just an interesting thing that i uh, interesting little tidbit about the sound that it is crucial to the game mechanic um just like any any horror game you know sound is is a crucial part unfortunately mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I guess that is, like, from that point of view, like, I guess, like, since other developers are adding that in, that makes total sense that it definitely should be, especially for more hearing kind of impaired, you know, that that makes sense, because they always are doing that nowadays, especially with visuals and graphics, too, you know, it just Mm -hmm. makes sense that they would kind of do that, so... But uh, getting back to just specifically sound, did you have anything that like stood out to you? Did, did you love any specific parts? Did you hate any specific parts? Or was there just like an overall meh to sound? I mean, it's it's a passing grade, you know, like I can't really say like they aced it, but they they put it they put it in there. You know, they were going for other, you know, stuff like when you're making a game like this, you really got to balance out like your budget. So when kind of sound, I think, fell to the wayside and forms of other stuff they were going for in this game you know yeah and it's it's a really simplistic sound like like tom said it's not it's a passing grade it's not terrible Mm -hmm. uh in any way it's just simplistic uh like like i said i really like the the actual sound effects over the the chase music or anything like that i like the the clunks the the bangs the twat the crowd you know all the all the noises are fun and they sound good and like that to me that's all that matters to be honest but um what was I going to say? There was one other thing I was going to say. Shit, what was it? Oh, another cool thing about this is that they don't speak like a real language in this game. They, I, I mean, they might. I didn't, I didn't look up that deep. But uh, they don't, they, the language that they speak just sounds like, like, like almost like, uh, what should we call it? Uh, like, like cartoon. No, what am I thinking of? Uh, Animal Crossing. Almost like Animal Crossing sounds. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, 
and like the dude's grunts are pretty funny too. Like when you hit him with stuff or he's chasing you or he runs into something, he makes a lot of like funny grunting noises. That's that's what I have to say about sound and music in this game. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, I, I think I've pretty much covered what I want to talk about too. It, it gets like that passing kind of grade for me. There's nothing that really stood out to me per se, you know, like it's got like that good kind of chase music that you'd expect. It's got the good clunks and whatnot but you know nothing to write home about i'd say definitely so with that being said where would you score this uh for sounds and music 7.1 because that is like literally a c so that's fair that's a fair grade i'm gonna go a little lower because i feel like there could have been a little extra you could put a little riz on it could have had some fun you know yeah. As the kids say, uh, and I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a six point eight on sound for me. I didn't mm-hmm. love it, but I didn't hate it. If that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, could use a little bit of spice, you know. It definitely, yeah. All right. With that being said, let's move on to features and content. Features and content. It like had like that weird lag for a second there for me. I don't know if it happened to anyone else, but like. I didn't think it was going to say features of content, so I was almost like, features of content, just really quick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For everyone who's new here, features of content is where we throw just everything we want to talk about to the game that doesn't quite fit in a specifically other category. Um, So that being said, Todd, where would you like to start for features of content? Throw out a topic. Let's talk about it. Um, Let's just talk about, like, probably the main attraction of this game is probably to me the neighbor like aspects you know even more than the puzzles i'd say is the way the neighbor will interact and change its tactics based on catching you every time and by that i mean like it memorizes like what you'll do in the game say like you like enter through like a window or something or through a specific door or use like a trap somewhere it's gonna remember that you did that and block like certain paths and you from doing certain actions the next time around. And that's like something I think I've never experienced like in a game before. And um, I do have like some gripes with it, but as far as like doing like anything with it in like a game, I thought it was like a really cool kind of thing to do. I fully agree. I think that it's really interesting and unique. Um, I think that it adds a lot of a lot of something different to the game that I don't see in a lot of other games. Because like most of the time, when things are learning, it's it's other people, and in this game, it's it's an AI. It's it's not another person. It is literally a robot that is stopping you, like learning what you're doing and stopping you. It's kind of freaky if you think about it that way. It's kind of like a like a. a I robot type situation it feels like a little bit it's it's cool and it's unique and i really really enjoyed it and i i'd love to see more games utilize um ai features like that because like because like i said at the beginning of the podcast um essentially like hey i really like to go into this specific window well then you might just find a bear trap in that window next time you go in like that's that's what we mean by ai learning it's not like i don't know the actual specifics of it i don't know how they coded it i don't know how it works but like i don't think it's actually like chat gpt because it made in 2017 but like it's 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 ai learning it is it is learning patterns and then recognizing what you're doing and having it do something to stop you from doing that so it is an interesting concept and i think that they played it out very well in this game yeah i i'd say they did like a pretty good job at it i remember this game like kind of in early access when i first played it because i was like oh this is like a really interesting game and i thought like Especially at that time, like, I hadn't really come across anything like that. And, um, but as far as, like, the actual game, I I really like how it played out and how they did with it. But at the same time, I will say I was slightly disappointed in a couple things with it. And it's just that it is a little bit more simplistic than I think it could be. Like, if they would have, like, taken, like if they would have released this game with the way AI is like that, we can perceive it like almost even like now, like this past like few years, like with our technological advancements, I think this game would have been like fucking crazy incredible with the AI they could have used nowadays, you know, like, 
That's yeah, all. and like or like even have like different uh accessibility features where like you can change the difficulty of the AI. Like if you yeah. are sick of just beating it all the time, imagine just like, all right, let's crank this thing up. Like and then it just gets insane. That'd be so much fun, to be honest. Yeah, like it it, it does memorize things, but and he will block your pass, but I think if he memorized also like the patterns of your movement and like catched on to like your trails a bit more, it would have mm-hmm. created an even scarier kind of like experience because then you would have had to literally make different paths, you know, every time you go because he would have been like, oh, you went right this time. So I'm going to go over that direction to that room a lot more often. You know, I think it they could have done just a little bit better of a job with the AI. It does like a really good job, especially back in like 2017 at the time this was released. I just think like they could have just nailed it a little bit harder, you know? No, I completely agree. And and like we said, we're not experts in machine learning or AI. I don't know what they were working with back in the day, but uh, if I I agree, if they could add it more, that would have been tight, but I, I can't say they, could have so (laughs) yeah i mean i bet they tried like to implement as much as they could and to their credit like a game like this i think like you know with like the chasers and whatnot like in different games that have been done like this it i think they nailed like a lot of that aspect i just like i said i think they could have just nailed it just that little bit of inch more you know yeah definitely um, I think I want to talk about the other big part of the game, or well, there's there's a couple big parts, but mm-hmm. another big part of the game. I I think this is when I think about this game, I think about like four crucial things. So we already talked about the AI. I would like to talk about the puzzles though, because that is another yeah. big part of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't like puzzles, this is not the game for you. This is a very puzzle heavy game. I mean, the whole game is you're trying to escape escape or get into the neighbor's house by doing puzzles, and the puzzles aren't. I wouldn't say they're the most complex, but they're not the easiest that I've ever played. Um, if I had to give it like a rating out of 10 on puzzles, I mean, like a, a good amount of them are like sevens. They're like a little difficult, honestly. Yeah. So uh, the puzzles are a crucial part for sure. Yeah, they definitely uh, get challenging, you know, especially like, I mean, I definitely recommend this game, you know, like if you're into puzzle games, never use a walkthrough, you know, unless you're like super stuck and just super frustrated. But this is one of like, honestly, one of those games that you have to figure out literally everything from like the get go. There's just like no clues whatsoever for the most part, it feels until like you happen upon like you have like you just pull like a switch somewhere and you realize it does something somewhere. And then like you start to catch on, you know, everything is like you figuring out things on the fly and it just makes it all the more terrifying having someone like literally chasing you while you're pretty much like trying to figure out these puzzles as fast as you can. So that's a good amount of stress onto it. And, and it is, it is kind of cool. Cause like, I, I would say that this game has a lot of um like what I would say, like aha moments to it. Like the whole game is you just like figuring out things like Tom said, like I pulled the switch and then something happened somewhere. Got to figure it out. And that's, that's a really interesting uh concept to add to getting chased. Like it, it, the horror, the horror thing, which is what we're going to talk about next catches up to the puzzles pretty fast in this game, in my opinion. But uh, it it also, like, culminates and makes it a really cool experience. But the puzzles themselves are really good, and like Tom said, there is no, like, walkthrough. Like, it's that if you're easily frustrated, this game is going to be incredibly frustrating for you because uh, the puzzles have no walkthrough. It's just like, I found this key. Let's go find a lock somewhere in the game, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Usually in puzzle games, you know, you have the good amount of time to try to figure out your puzzle. It's just not the case in this game. Like, so it just, it's one of those games that has a time, but you don't know your time limit ever. So just like real life, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, let's, let's talk about the, the horror aspect. Cause that, that plays key with this game and i'm not just talking about like the horror like you're getting chased uh the horror of the whole concept that your neighbor is hiding people in in his basement <laughs> like that is that is just a suburban sur- sur- surreal thing that we've all thought about as children you know what i mean i feel like like oh my neighbor is murdering people and hiding them in the basement and that's that's this game it, it deals with actual trauma of living that 
and that's kind of interesting. And that, that's not even getting into the the later in the game where you realize that it it was it was all real, and you got to go back and like have a whole thing with your past self. And yeah, it's it, it deals with trauma and horror in a cool aspect that I like a lot. Yeah, it, it does a good job with the confrontation of your fears. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's to me this game was just like really crazy in a sense that it felt like even though it f- it's like surreal it also feels like so real at the same time you know like haha surreal surreal <laughs> but um, <laughs> so real <laughs> but you know it, it's the it's the part where the imagination takes over that meets like the real life elements of things that's just like really messed up you know like it's and it, Everybody, I think, like, that almost, like, grew up in a small town like this has an innate fear that someone in their hometown is doing some crazy-ass fucking shit like this. And that's generally because maybe there is. Um, uh, <laughs> Not naming uh, names, just saying. <laughs> right, I'm just saying, like, there is... I grew up in a small town, and you meet some crazy ass people in small like you meet crazy ass people in cities too but you're like ah crazy ass people in cities that just happens like the crazy ass people in small towns are just extra terrifying and i think they captured that in like the character really well even though like most of the time is this silent neighbor antagonist just the way like he'll look at you and stuff like I've got looks like that, and it just, like, reminds me of just terrifying, just flashbacks of just crazy-ass, like, old people just staring at you. Like, I kid you not. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, they, they nailed that pretty well. I will agree with that. I also just really like that um, the game takes place over, over, like, a timeline. Like, there's different acts. And I think that's cool because you go back at you, you you play as a kid and then you start as a kid and you go back as an adult like you there. There is more of a story to this game than you're led to believe by looking at it or talking about it until you actually play it. And you're like, wait, there's like there's more to this than just scary stuff and puzzles like there's trauma here. And that is an interesting concept, like Tom said, of like finding, you know, you're confronting your trauma. It's an interesting way that they have you do it for sure. Right it's it's really kind of crazy like i i don't know it, it feeds into the, like the horror or feeds into the story kind of too even though there's there is a there is and isn't like a story like i don't know like i think it does like even though the sh- story is like really short in this game like it just it hits like really just hard and it just adds to that horror element even more so for sure. And then the last part of the four like main things we got, you know, the, the neighbor, the puzzles, the horror, and then the other part that um arguably is, is my least favorite thing in most games is the stealth. Mm-hmm. Stealth is incredibly important in this game. I mean, it's a horror stealth survival game. So, like, you're trying to hide from a big bad monster, a big bad neighbor, uh, you know, like you're always trying to hide, which I've played a lot of games like that. Uh, I think that it's a pretty generic thing. But what are your thoughts on it? Um, I mean, personally, you know, I'm with I'm on you with the same boat as stealth. I am not like a stealthy kind of person. Like I am like a run gun kind of like gamer. So like kind of like forcing myself to slow down is like something else. But, you know, in any kind of horror game, you know, you're generally going to have to sneak at some point. And I think this game does like a pretty good job at like keeping my attention more on the stealth just with like like we said before um the ai just kind of makes it more feel like less of like a generated stealth kind of game where you know the specific kind of pattern of stealth that you have to do every time and getting to the next point where you get caught it doesn't quite feel the same you know so i i at least can appreciate that side of things no, yeah, I think you 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 fully nailed it. I don't even think I need to capitalize on. It. I I agree with you completely that uh, the AI really makes it a tolerable amount of stealth. Where like you're, you, I don't know if you ever watched people speedrun. Like speedrunning is really cool to see, but at the same time, it's like 
a lot of games, like I could never imagine just like always knowing if I turn the corner here, he's going to be here. Like that's not this game. This game changes uh, because the, the neighbor learns. And like, that's, that's what's cool about it. It's like the stealth usually would be like meh for me, but because it's different every time it does add a new dramatic layer to it. That like Tom says, keeps you interested. I fully agree with that. Yeah. Like that's, it's about the only thing I can appreciate out of like stealth is like if your stealth can keep my interest, that's saying a lot, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. Um, I will say that there is quite a few things I want to add on to this. Uh, I don't, I don't think Tom, I just added all this like right before we started, uh, streaming right now so i'm just gonna run through a couple things that i added on because those are like the four main bullet points we wanted to hit in this part but then i added just a shit ton of stuff that i thought was interesting um when i find interesting stuff about games i like to throw it in this section so um basically i just want to talk about like the series of hello neighbor because this game spawned a bunch of other games and other things there's a lot I didn't, I knew, but I didn't know if that makes any sense. Like, like I didn't know the depth of, of world that this game spawned. So with that being said, I want to talk about that for a minute. So um, basically in July of 2020, tiny build acquired the development team that made this game and established a new studio with them. Um, And then they invested $15 million into this series that's why there's so many things like that is that is an absurd amount of money to invest in a game that honestly was generally and this is the funny part that i also found the game was generally negatively reviewed by critics so like they 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 knew that they acquired a game studio and invested 15 million dollars into a series yeah which is a lot of money for like you know almost anybody uh, any any game (laughs) This is like an indie like company that they're like here here's fifteen million dollars in development money like what like... yeah that's that is that is a wild but back to the reviews because that's important um their critics did criticize the gameplay control schemes and technical performance um a lot of people who did like it praised the art style and the story but most of it received generally unfavorable views on all platforms which is an interesting topic going in because later the game spawned an entire franchise uh beginning with a prequel called hello neighbor hide and seek uh that was released in 2018 and then two multiplayer spin-offs that's right multiplayer games which i haven't played anything besides this game so <laughs> don't ask me about those but there's two multiplayer spin-offs one is called secret neighbor and one is called hello engineer i think secret neighbor is a lot like dbd i've looked into it i have it i've never played it um <laughs> and they were released in 2019 and 2021 respectively and then a standalone sequel was released last hello neighbor 2 in december 2022 now, you thought that that would be it. Like, they're like, okay, $15 million can only get you so far, right? But wait, <laughs> there's more. <laughs> With that being said, they also are talking about a VR title for this game called Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue. It was announced last year, November 3rd, 2022. Uh, the game's being worked on by somebody called Steelwell Studios in collaboration with Tiny Build. And apparently it, it it got released. I actually didn't know that. I just, I'm reading it right now to you guys. The game was released for PlayStation VR and MetaQuest 2, which I have. So I should actually look into that. Um, But I didn't even know they had a VR. I didn't even, I've never heard of it. Have you? No, honestly, I did. I had no idea on that one. Yeah. So I'm losing my mind about this because I'm, I'm learned. I learned all this like 10 minutes before we started. So <laughs> if I sound shocked, that's why. But wait, there's more. Of course. (laughs) He thought I was done. We're not done. Um, In addition to all of that, an animated series based on the video game Hello Neighbor was announced in 2020 with a pilot episode that was released on YouTube. It received over 11 million views in its first week. Uh, The series is titled Hello Neighbor, Welcome to Raven Books, and it's produced by a, a place called Man of Action. 
So yeah, it was it was released in December twenty or December eleventh, twenty twenty two, and the rest of the episodes are set to be released before the end of twenty twenty three. So that just happened. Uh, the success of the pilot episode demonstrates that Hello Neighbor as a franchise is strong, according to their CEO. So oh, that's dear. I didn't know about that either, but apparently there's a whole fucking like series <laughs> you got an animated series you got hello neighbor you got hello neither neighbor 2 either out or coming out i know as well you got the multiplayer spin-offs you got this game on like mobile pc consoles like i mean they're really trying to do everything man i mean it's it's becoming such like kind of like an indie kind of like i think it's it's almost more than a cult classic at this point, you know, I'd call it, but like, it's, it, it kind of gives me those cult classic kind of vibes that everybody kind of talks about as something like kind of surreal and you have to like, kind of just, you know, play or watch or whatever, you know? So, or they, yeah, people just know about it, which is, which is wild. Cause like, I knew that it existed. I've played it. I had no idea that that many things spun off of it right like especially and and not to throw anything else under the bus or say anything else but when we talked about like little nightmares on our podcast i don't remember what episode it was like episode 10 or something um it had all the same things going for it like vr mode sequels prequels multiplayer stuff dlc and an animation in the works and like all of that fell apart and now it's just like little nightmares little nightmares 2 and then a little nightmares prequel so i just think that a game that i objectively think is better got less than a game just that i didn't even know any of that existed that that just blows my mind that uh there's that much content off of this game not that it doesn't deserve it and not that it's not you know good but like what the fuck i had no idea about that (laughs) right no it's kind of fucking crazy so yeah, that that was my whole <laughs> fucking rant. <laughs> Went on for like ten minutes. If you're still here, thanks. Uh, do you have anything you else you want to add in features and content? No, not really. I mean, like other than that, like I think we've covered most of the key elements, like in this game. You know, even even past that, the little bits of like extra. You know, I think this world is going to either continue to grow if people keep wanting this like i i don't see why they're ever gonna stop making it so yeah and i'm i'd be i mean i'm fully interested in trying the the vr version watching i want to see what the animation's like and i because I, I think it's it's a cute cutesy like pixar thing but i also would like to see um i'd like to see what the multiplayer games are like i should really look into that that's something i'm, I'm actually interested to see i want to know what they're about I have a feeling I already know that I won't like him, but I'm, I'm interested in checking it out anyways. <laughs> right. All right. Well, with that being said, let's move on to movement and control. Movement and controls. Um, I think that, and this is, this is a, a thing that I need to say now. We do not judge part of our rating out of 10 out of movement and controls because, and that's, that's a choice that I made without even talking to Tom about. I just think that, I don't like when people include like movement and controls into uh, reviews because I feel like every game can be played with either controller or keyboard or runs differently on different systems or blah, blah, blah. Like it's such an objective thing to say. I don't like the controls of something that I didn't want to include it into the hard number that we give for the end out of time. So that's that's my choice. And if anyone has a problem with it, they can fight me in the comments. Right. I think the only thing objectively anyone can say is that, like, you know, the 2D platformer Metroidvania style games, each one controls so differently that that might deserve like a rating in the future. But we'll talk about that fucking later. When we, yeah, when, when we we'll cross, we'll cross that bridge. bridge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why can well, we like, link up we... that, but we can't fucking link up Block Bros? Like, because <laughs> <laughs> we're passionate about right? platform metroidvanias but as far as this game goes uh i really think that it's it's as basic as it comes i mean it's first person it's for you you have your hands you can pick up things you can run you can jump yeah i think it was simple yeah i think like more than you know just like the basic movement in this game like i think like 
almost the perspective of movement. Like I said, at first, when you're a kid, I think that's a lot cooler than when you're like, an, I mean, you're still going to need like boxes and stuff to reach higher and kind of stuff like that. But I think like the way like movement orients like around being like that kind of height, like really plays to your advantage, at least in the first two acts of this game. Like I found that really cool, you know? Yeah, that is a really cool thing. Um, I will say that if anything, uh, for movement and controls, the only thing that I would say warrants like talking about is that there there are like different devices like crowbars or magnets or or keys, and those have different control. Like you can click them or use them, or you can flip switches. That's the only thing that's really different about this game um, than I would say like any other game where you're a first person doing anything. <laughs> Right, it's like you, yeah. you can use items. That's that, that's that's neat. You pick up stuff, so yeah, it's pretty basic. Um, but yeah, we don't. I'm not gonna include that in our uh, our rating. It's just a, a basic ass first person movement. <laughs> right. All right. Let's move on to closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. So this is where we're gonna get uh, into the the rest of the new things we've added. We in closing thoughts, you know, we give our closing thoughts and all that. But I also added a couple more categories for us to round out our scores. Um, with that being said, Tom, where would you put this on a replayability uh, one to ten, and why? Um, if you if you want to talk about why, you could add that too, or you could just give me a number and not talk about it. <laughs> right. Um. I'd probably give it a nice like. Um. I know we're trying to like a 7.8 ish you know like um i want to i want to give it a little higher but i i think it's right in there like i think if the ai was a little bit like more advanced like we talked about it would have like exceeded like and gone to even like that eight and a half possibly even nine perspective but if since the ai is a little bit more basic um at least technologically speaking, it doesn't add like much replayability in my mind to this game as much as when you get the first kind of experience of this game. Like the first experience is definitely a lot better than your second one, I think, you know, if you replay this game. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, I think that I forgot what I was even gonna say. I had like a whole thing laid up. But yeah, you pretty much nailed it. Is that uh I played this game once. It was okay. It was pretty fun. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. What I was going to say is, unless you are literally trying to speedrun this game, like learn how to speedrun it, I don't see the point to playing it multiple times over and over and over again. Um, it's not a Metroidvania. You know, you're not going to get different things. The things aren't going to really change that much. The only thing that's going to change is the neighbor and his AI is, you know, like Tom said, decent. Yeah. But at least for this first game, and I haven't played the second game or any other games. I don't know if they include the AI or, or, what, or if there's any difference, but for this game, my replayability is probably a lot lower than Tom's. Um, like I said, I played it once, and I don't really care if I play it again, so I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a 6.9, actually. I'm, I think it's it's not even a 7 for me on replayability, unfortunately. Great game to play once. Don't care if I play it again. <laughs> right. That makes sense. Uh, where would you put it on a fun factor? Between one and ten, uh, I give it like a nice like, you know, eight. Like, I did have a lot of fun with this game. I think like it gets a nice like point or two off because I just don't like stealth, and that's just like a personal kind of thing. It's so, just a personal thing. <laughs> really is, you know. Like, I'm not a stealth kind of guy. I like to run in, guns fucking blazing, and this game doesn't like quite allow. You know, that technique, unless you know absolutely what you're doing, and that's not what, you know, you're after in this kind of game. So, I don't know. I think I think I give it a nice eighth, though, just with, like, the way everything is kind of set and kind of, like, what sets it apart from other games, you know? Definitely. For a fun factor for me, um, I do enjoy the chase scenes, and I enjoyed the puzzles. Um, again, didn't love stealth, personal thing, but that's me and Tom, I guess. Um yeah. I think that it is really fun, though. I had a great time with it. I enjoyed it, and it did get my heart racing. So I'm going to give it an 8.2 for the fun factor. Um, so this is going to be a new category that we introduced last. We didn't introduce it in the podcast last week. We introduced it um, in the rating last week. So um, we're going to include this, and we're doing And this is important. It's cost of the game. 
um, and like where you where that puts you like on a scale of one to ten. And just so for reference, when we say cost, we're not talking about sale prices. We're talking about what it is currently based at as a base price on Steam. So for Hello Neighbor, just Hello Neighbor, it is twenty nine ninety nine. Um, for everything that you feel about this game, where does that put you on one to ten for that mm, price? Seven. About solid. Yeah, if it was twenty, it would be perfect. But thirty feels a little bit much for this, you know. That's pretty much where I'm at too, and, and I think I'm I'm gonna just stick with you and and I I can't even I, I in all right mind I don't think I can give it a seven because at thirty I, it feels too high it feels way too high for me and and that's again saying guys that's the base cost this game for sure goes on sale a lot. Um, oh yeah, you can pick this game up probably for like five to fifteen bucks usually on the Steam sale, you know, whatever. Yeah. But- or like, and, and and then you can get it for like sixteen bucks on fucking uh, Switch, and like other platforms have different prices. We're literally going out directly off of Steam, so that's why. Yeah, uh, and if you can pick it up for that price, that's totally worth it. Like I think, like yeah, that would definitely be a good price for this game. For sure. For me, I think I have to give it at least under a a seven at a, a six point eight for the price. If they dropped it down to twenty bucks, I'd be, I'd be about it, dog. But thirty yeah. bucks is. A little much. If I didn't already own it, I probably wouldn't pick it up for thirty dollars. That's that is my thought process about that. Yeah, that's one of the new categories. And then the last new category is uh, uniqueness, and that's defined as just like how similar is it to other games. When you think of this game, do you think there's a, another game that's you know is it every if is it the same as every other game does it have unique things that put it over the top i think that uniqueness is an important part of every review so one to ten tom where's with us on a uniqueness factor uh like a nice eight and a half you know like i think the ai is what really kind of sets it apart you know and i think like the story being so surreal yet down to like earth in its own kind of ways with everything is like uh pretty cool you know the reason I take, like, off that point and a half point kind of, like, maybe is because, like I said, it could have been done better. Um, I have played kind of games like this, not with necessarily the AI, but, you know, if you've played a game with, like, where you're trying to do a puzzle with something chasing you, you've kind of played this style of game, so you know what you're getting in for. So that's, like, another just a little bit off. But otherwise, I think it's a very just kind of, unique kind of game that sets aside especially in the indie kind of world you know so definitely and and 8.5 seems like a pretty solid rating i definitely would throw it a uh eight 8.4 for me honestly pretty much the same reasons um i do consider this a very unique game i don't see a lot like it other than its own series so like it's really hard for me to say that uh it's not unique so 8.4 8.5 around that area for me is definitely where i would put it and that's that's all the grading guys so at the end of this episode you will get a full uh breakdown on uh out of 10 where we rate this officially but for now let's just finish up the podcast and talk about that uh is there did you have a favorite part or least favorite part of this game tom um favorite part was definitely like you know like whenever i actually did die and seeing like the adjustments the ai would make to like my runs that is definitely like to me the coolest part of this game you know definitely and then um my favorite part is is probably the fact that it's divided into acts and you come back like like you go from being a kid to being an adult and there's that separation and you come back and there is actually storytelling when i didn't think there would be storytelling i think that 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 made me think of it as a whole game because before when you when you're sticking it's it's just a puzzle game. It's just a stealth game, but then it kind of all ties everything pretty well together to make it a full game in its own right. Um, did you have a least favorite part? Um, let me think here. I, I guess like stealth to me. That's personal, but yeah, like sneaking, taking things quiet, taking things slow. Like it just isn't my thing. Like even with puzzles, like. I'm one of those people that kind of like not necessarily rush puzzles, but I like to like kind of try to figure them out quick. So the the thing with this game kind of like forcing you to kind of take things slow and figure things out with something rushing at you the entire time kind of gets to me, you know, sometimes. So, no, it's totally valid. Yeah, I, I would agree that stealth was definitely my least favorite part as well, because 
personal reasons, <laughs> obviously. Mm-hmm. Same, same thing. Um, and we're then, not sneaky boys. Like, we, yeah, all. we're loud as hell. We go loud or we go home. Oh yeah, that's in like every game we play. By every the way, game. too. Like we don't we don't sneak at all. Ever, I'm like yelling on the mic, playing Eye of the Tiger through it, shooting guns. I don't care. I'm loud as hell. All fucking the time. Everybody uh, trying to sneak and hunt, and we're using <laughs> our fucking mics and screaming at people. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. Uh, is there any games this game reminds you of? Like anything um, that you you look at it and you're like, wow, that's this game. I mean, not particularly one specifically, like, um, trying to draw, like, I mean, in a weird way, it, it's strange to say, but the first kind of, like, game it reminded me of, like, in this is just in chase sequence, mind you, but it gave me the same vibes as I remember when I first played Slender Man, right? And, like, you have mm-hmm. the thing fucking chasing you. And, like, That's you just fair. turn around and you fucking see it. Like, that is, like, the first kind of fear I got out of this game. And I think in all games like that, that's that first jolt you get. So, like, that's that's the kind of vibes that got me. But after that, it just, it has so many deeper puzzles and stuff in it that it's just so much more than that could ever be, you know? I just think, no, like, at first, yeah. yeah, that's what it reminded me of. No, yeah, and I can't even think of anything that it reminds me of uh, for, like, gameplay i guess um i think if that you know the only thing it would remind me of is other games in the series which is why the uniqueness score on this was so high but i will say that um graphically it reminds me a lot of the game grounded like they kind of look similar like in the pixar feel uh, in the first yeah. person grounded grounded is more of a, a builder game but you do play a child in it um and it looks it, the graphics remind me of it. They look they look similar. So that's the other reason it reminds me of Grounded. Gameplay wise, um, I'm just trying to think. Like I, I could probably uh I mean the puzzles kind of remind me of this game that me and Devin played one time called uh We Were Here, which is a, a two player puzzle solver. So I would I would give it for that for puzzles. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. All right, cool, 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 cool. And then uh would you recommend this game and, and who would you recommend it to? Um, I would definitely like recommend giving this uh game a play. I would recommend this game to anyone that really likes that kind of horror or puzzle kind of vibe, like you're looking for something that's right up that alley and adds like a little bit of difficulty in there and something like that'll keep your interest the entire time. I definitely recommend this game. Cool. I would definitely recommend this game too, uh, especially to people who just like puzzles or horror. Those are the, the two things that I would give it to you. If you like those two things, this is the game for you. Uh, if you if you don't want to be frustrated um, and have to repeat things a lot, probably not your game. Uh, but if you just want to have a, a semi-quick playthrough of a, a, a tough horror puzzle game with some trauma on the side, I think this is definitely your cup of tea. Right. All righty, right. So, this is going to be interesting. Uh, I don't have like a drum roll, so Tom, give me like a give me like a drum roll sound. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Okay, okay, cool. So, uh, the official Block Bros score out of ten for Hello Neighbor is seven point six. Ah! <laughs> That's uh, our official out of ten. First one live on air. The last one was uh, for the king, and I don't know what it, for the king got eight point six. If, if you're judging, we really like for the king. We might be very biased about that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that is, that is a touch like in our heart of that game. So you know, there's a bit so, of bias. Uh, sorry. Uh, so yeah, out of out of uh, all the categories rated, uh, it averaged out to. There's seven categories, uh, so 13 responses, and it, it averaged out to 7.6 out of 10. So that's a, I, that's like a pretty decent game, honestly. That's not yeah. bad. I, I don't know. Do you have anything to say about that score, Tom? Yeah, I, I'd say it's about right. It might deserve like a little bit higher, especially to some people, but I think in my regard to this game, that is like about right you know i think to some people they give it like a little bit higher of a rating some people probably like a bit like even lower especially if you're not into this game i feel like if 
if you're if this is your game, you're gonna fucking hate us for not giving it like an eight point five, you know, or higher. But you know, I think seven point six is very fair for this title. Definitely, I I think. Oh man, I never thought of this. I think it could be interesting to uh to average out our individual scores too. But I didn't do that. Uh, that that might just be a personal thing I do. But between me and Tom, we're the bros, so it has to be from us. It's a seven point six. So right cool 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 um with that being said i think we've pretty much wrapped up everything we wanted to talk about with this game right yeah i'd say so nice okay well what did i click the wrong button there holy god uh if you're a developer that wants to talk about your indie game with us please shoot us an email our email is blockbrospodcast at gmail.com again that's blockbrospodcast at gmail.com don't forget to rate us on whatever service you listen to us on it does help us push ourselves out to a wider audience um and if you have an indie game you want us to talk about it doesn't have to be yours you can drop us a line on any social media where and everything it's either blockbros or blockbrospodcast make sure to find us there um Blockbuster podcast streams live to Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, uh, occasionally on Tuesdays. I, I used to say every Tuesday. It's been hit or miss lately, though. On Tuesdays, uh, usually around ten to eleven p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, opening music is, of course, Eight Bit Fun by the Heathy Bros. And Blockbuster podcast is a Lost Cause Media production. We'll catch you guys sometime. Bye. Bye. Lost Cause Media.